Everybody, welcome to Keep the Kayfabe, where we talk all things wrestling. I'm Mike, and I'm sitting here with my boys. Uh, let's introduce them before we get started. Up in Glendale, someone who always keeps it regal, my good friend Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Rest in peace. Ha. <laughs> Oh, so great! You guys, so you guys thought for, you guys thought for a second the Undertaker was on here, didn't you? Oh, totally! Oh, uh, we would have came if we would have asked him. He, if I was like, Mark, can you please come and you know do the Undertaker? He'd be like, Yeah, sure. How much money? No problem. Yeah, he's good at coming <laughs> he's, back. He's desperate no for money. <laughs> yeah. Did we say five hundred thousand? Anyway. We meant like five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, you heard the man. Someone who always keeps it freshly squeezed, Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you The Undertaker. <laughs> Holy fuck. Are we just... Was that Vince? Up? Is that yeah. Vince? That was Holy shit. Vinny Mac, baby. He forgot to get choked up. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can barely spit that out. It's like gargling glass to talk like yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. His voice is he, gone. Well, he couldn't even squeeze out those tears through those plastic surgery yeah, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> His cat face. Too. <laughs> All right, well, let's save it. Let's save it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. All right, my boy down in Bayview. Also, you heard him already, but oh my God, it's Charlie Michael. How are you, Charlie? Oh, oh my Undertaker. That's even worse. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, I hope Mark is <laughs> dude, I hope Mark is not listening to this episode yeah. since we're so, like... so oh, did you guys see years. that in that, that lined up for some so um Survivor series they were doing thirty people thirty people cameos with the Undertaker for a thousand dollars each and I last I think they were getting close to selling them out. Oh wow! Yeah, they sold them out. I think they did sell them out. They had thirty thousand yeah, bucks. He had to do thirty of them. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I like. Well, I, I, I mean, I did four of them. I'm sure a lot of them <laughs> came from. <laughs> I was not I'm doing sure... five. Five four was my limit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of them came from Saudi Arabia, actually, since they love them over there and they want yeah. them to keep. They're probably like they don't even speak English, but they just like. Oh! Let's get the Undertaker. You know, yeah, they got, I mean, they're just they shitting money over there. Yeah, with COVID, they haven't been able to do the shows there and whore themselves oh, yeah. out. Papa, there's no crown jewel this year. Can I at least get a cameo? You can get 30. <laughs> okay, so wow. it sounds like if you haven't picked up already that uh, the Undertaker is pretty much uh, headline news this week since he did officially retire. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think he's been retiring for the last six years, but um, this Survivor Series was the absolute farewell. We're going to get into that later in the episode. Um, they did a nice little thing for him. We're going to break it down. But I thought uh, we'd get into a little Survivor Series talk. Um, we don't really like do a lot of prediction shows with WWE roster, only because, it's trash. you know, what the hell, why the hell for Right, early exactly. seven. Yeah. None of it matters. But we, this one, this we, one was pretty predictable. Yeah. Yes. And, but, yeah. but we do love breaking it down here. I'm happy to be sitting here with you boys, and it sounds like we all got to catch a, a Survivor Series. So, what was your initial thoughts? Like, uh, is there a match that stood out, or what was your overall feelings about the this pay per view? Anybody want to start? I can start. I um, it was the first WWE pay per view I watched, pretty much beginning to end. For, for as long as I can remember. Um, and how'd that feel? 
Um, <laughs> well, I had the you day off. Wish I could have that time back. Yeah. So okay, uh, here's the, you know I went in with a real good. I mean I got the week off from work. I was in a real good oh, nice. mood. I was just kind of oh, chilling nice. all day. So I was in a real good mood going into you. it. I, I didn't go in with a bunch oh, of cool. snark. So I would say there were a couple matches that I thought were really good. And I, but I, the word I will use for the entire card that just kept popping in my head was just inconsequential. I know when I was a kid, I used to think like things like uh, Survivor Series and that were super cool because you'd get this stuff mm-hmm. you didn't normally see. But right. nothing mattered. It's just like, you know, when no. they have these champion champion things, it's like. Yep, no belts are being lost. Nothing. Yeah. So, okay, so the men's. Nothing the men's. Matters. The men's survivor thing, other than Seth Rollins like doing what he did, nothing of note happened in that. I would say it's the women's, the women's it's literally one, just I, an yeah advertisement for the networks how they're making these people yeah. put red on and blue on and then putting USA and Fox on the back. Sure. It's literally like a yeah. billboard commercial. So, that was so I, I was like, what the fuck is this? I guess I'll start. Uh, I'll I'll just quick before we go around the the room as it were. Um, the highlight for me was uh, McIntyre Reigns. I thought that was an excellent match. Again, didn't ending was predictable. Didn't really not much came out of it. But I thought it was it was it was like cap like despite myself, I'm like wow, that is one hell of a match. Um, that was the high point. Um, I, nothing was terrible, but none none of the other matches really. I guess if I had to do a runner up, I actually thought the women's match succeeded in that everybody actually came out looking pretty good they didn't job anybody out you know it was a good long time before they they did the any women's survivor series the women's match? survivor match i thought like right, you know yeah. i expected ruby riot to be like embarrassed but she actually like had some good <laughs> offense i think you know and again the ending was completely predictable in that match too but yep. so, so those two to me were on the upper end everything else was just kind of meh and I, i'll hold my thoughts on undertaker <laughs> yeah, I I agree with Steve on Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre being a great match. I, I wouldn't say it was match of the night. For me, it was the Street Profits versus the New Day. I thought was actually probably one of the better matches of the night. But Reigns-McIntyre, I think, for all the matches on the card being inconsequential, like you said, I think this match was probably the most meaningful in elevating Roman Reigns at least a little bit more. Um, we've seen Drew McIntyre dominate the last... God, what's it been now? Six, nine months, something like that as some form of a champion. And, you know, these kickouts after a one count, kicking out of a spear on the outside, through the barricade, like pretty amazing stuff, really making him look strong. But Roman still gets the win. Definitely puts Roman over. Steve, I think you're right. Deep down, I think we all knew Roman Reigns was going to win this match. Just because even before taking a hiatus for a while, he was the guy for WWE. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. In fact, I think they're going to double down on it now, given this new heel persona he's taken on. Um, I am going to say something kind of controversial, probably not for most people though, but I actually thought the women's survivor series match was just a pile of hot garbage. Um, (laughs) I, I really didn't like it. I thought the booking of it was very, up and down is the best way to explain it. Um, Shayna Baszler making Ruby Riot pass out, but at the same time getting disqualified for not releasing the hold after a certain amount of time. It, it didn't really make either competitor look good. It made Shayna look stupid for not listening to the referee's five count. And it made Ruby look kind of weak because, you know, I don't think Ruby made it to the ropes before passing. It just was kind of a consequence of they just kind of collapsed into the ropes and it just kind of happened that way. Uh, Bianca Belair, I thought was booked fairly well. She had a pretty good mm-hmm. run towards the end of the match. I don't know that it made a lot of sense having a double countout. I just, I don't like seeing double countouts. I'm sick of inconclusive finishes. One of the big reasons we talk a lot about AEW on the show, which we'll get to in time. But um, at some point we see Lana get in the ring, get a couple shots in. She tags back out. They stick her in the corner. She's crying by herself on the stairs never does anything to get back in and show off, never turns on Naya, puts Naya through a table. I feel like there's so many ways they could have booked this match that would have had a more conclusive finish, made Lana look a little bit stronger, you know, more positive in the eyes of the fans, and just done a better job overall at making the women's division look better. Um, 
I don't know. And yeah, to your, to your point, Steve, at the end, we see Lana come out as the sole survivor um, and just sort of celebrate like a kid who had won a match inconsequentially, like without even doing anything. So I, I don't know. I think for, for me, that ending, we all expected that ending, I'm pretty sure, especially when they had Lana stand on the steps by herself. I think we kind of started to see where things were going to go. I don't know that having Lana celebrate the way she did without, you know, trying to get in a little additional offense or, you know, spiting Nia Jax or anything like that. I don't think that's going to help her storyline longer term. Um, So for me, this match was just, I don't know. It didn't really do a lot for any of the women in the match. There were some good spots in it for sure. I definitely enjoyed it, but I think at the end of it, I disliked it more than I liked it. Well, I, um, when you did mention Roman Reigns uh, versus Drew McIntyre, I did catch that match. It was a good match, but, uh, and Steve, to go back on your point also, how a lot of this Survivor Series was inconsequential, that was kind of going through my mind as well. But pretty much my main question was, with COVID-19 being as serious as it is in America right now, who is actually going to be sitting at the head of the table in the Usos when we are social distancing during Thanksgiving uh, this Thursday. Like who's like, is everybody going to sit at the head of their own table? You think? I just want to know what this table is that they keep mentioning. Like I want to, they need what they need to do during Thanksgiving uh, with the Reigns family and the Uso family. It's like, this is the table that everybody is fighting to sit at the head at. I want to see the table. I really hope it's a little tykes table. I don't think it's that. Well, but Rikishi, Rikishi was there, so I mean, you know, he, he so he's he's in the WWE bubble, so he could join them at the table. <laughs> they just, I, the announcers are just killing me right now. Like, I love the Roman Reigns storyline, and it was a great match, but like how they keep bringing up this head of the table thing is just because it's a tagline. Like, it's like it's, it's on shirts. Is it on shirts already? I oh, think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, Roman Charlie, Charlie, you got well, that for the- Charlie, yeah, you got you got every Roman Reigns shirt, right? Yeah, I'm waiting for it to come. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying to figure out what the table looks like to to print it on there. But yeah, that was that was just something that was bothering me. But I thought, you know, I I mentioned before, like it it seemed like just a commercial. This mm-hmm. whole Survivor Series and kind of what WWE Network has kind of become. Yeah, it's 10 bucks a month, but yeah, they're really, it's become extremely commercialized and distracting. Plus with no fans there to even like kind of look at cool signs to make it even worth watching this. What like I used to get up for Survivor Series when I was a kid, like the combination of like Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> with the Godwins with uh, uh, the, the Berserker and bastion booger or something like that just the combination of those teams and i would look at it on the back at blockbuster and be like holy shit or the time they did at the time they did the double turn where demolition turned good and the um yeah and the um uh powers of pain turned bad and joined mr fuji yeah that was a survivor series moment it used to be super creative. Like it was probably the most creative after the Royal Rumble. Like the Royal Rumble was fun just with the reveals, but the Survivor Series pay-per-view back in the 90s, early 2000s, even maybe, I don't know. Like it used to be fun. It used to be really like, it was like a blank canvas and they can use their talent to paint an awesome pay-per-view. So, so I now, guess- to me, it was never good. It was what? garbage. It was what? garbage. It's, you know what it was? It was made for you when you were a kid. If you were yes. a kid, thank you. That's you all it was. The team ups, yes. Marvel, like Marvel team ups. Yeah, I'm that's a great you, analogy. That's garbage, yeah. dude. That is a okay. great analogy. Garbage. Dude. Okay. Okay. Yep. When okay. I was <laughs> when I was ninety five. Yep. Ninety. Okay, I was born in eighty four. So I was 11 years old yep, in so 95. You're right in that So it was yep. fucking perfect. So you know what now, I liked? <laughs> Go ahead. But I don't think kids even have a clue how cool it could how be. It was. Like, well, I'll tell you. Dreams. 
and one difference I think between then and now, and again, Charlie, I mean, it was inconsequential back then too, obviously. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah. I guess yeah. what I liked a little bit better about the, the, that era was it's like, okay, Macho Man had some beef with, I don't know, at Dusty Rhodes or whoever. And yep. then he'd find like, like a bunch of dude, like a bunch of heelish dudes to team up with. And it was like, and then they kind of yep. weave their they story in. What they I had a reason what, to be fighting each other. Yes. What I know? don't like about this year is like, you know, once a year, all of a sudden, everybody gets brand loyalty. And it was like, and then you got these guys that hate each other every other week, and then they're teaming up, and it's like, and then they all just become bland. It's like AJ Mm -hmm. Styles and his team are all bland raw people. Exactly. There's no, there's no, I think the brand, the TV brand thing is what's ruined it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so go back to what you were saying. Like, they were able to create heat back in those days but when it wasn't just brand loyalty they, they even still kept if it the was, stories going yeah like again like i just think it was a landscape to just kind of start anything that they wanted and be like well that began at survivor series the fourth yeah. biggest pay-per-view of the year i mean it means something but now i mean you can wipe your ass with this pay-per-view in my opinion yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100 and mike you mentioned so two things um you mentioned a little bit ago how wwe's become really commercialized it it's so true and we talk a lot about aew on this podcast and how awesome it is and part of that is because wwe sort of jaded us all i think as wrestling mm-hmm. fans because true. after a while you know things like the head of the table t-shirt you see through that as a wrestling fan so quickly. And the longer you watch, the more you see through this stuff to the point where, you know, Charlie could probably tell you next July what the hot selling t-shirt is going to be and who it's going to be worn by. Um, so that's one piece of this. The second thing is Shayna Baszler. Yeah, probably. Never. Yes. Never. Just, she's not attractive <laughs> enough. She's, uh, she's, Thank you. I was teeing up nah. Charlie there. Yeah, I, I want to jump in and stick up for her because I feel like I did a good enough job burying that women's match a little bit ago, but I'll digress. <laughs> anyway, so the other thing, Mike, you mentioned is Survivor Series being awesome when we were younger. That's so true. And yeah, the brand splits killed it. I do think WWE could do a little bit more, though, in terms of building storylines within these matches. They have such an opportunity having five on five matches to build some sort of additional feuds between some of the guys in these matches and gals in these matches that could lead into upcoming TV shows and get them potentially to the rumble. But as we saw in the survivor series matches last night, none of that really happened. Team Ross swept team SmackDown for the men's match. And there was nothing to be said of that other than Seth Rollins doesn't seem to care about anything anymore. And he's taking some time off. That's about all well, I got and, out of it. And last yeah. year they involved they wove in NXT as a team and there wasn't that this year. I mean, so, honestly, last Survivor Series was actually kind of interesting with that well, roster. And um, one of the last ones, and now I mean, I guess maybe this says something too. I don't remember the details, but um one of the last Survivor matches that actually mattered to me, and I'm trying to remember, it's like it was the one where Sting debuted. Because remember, it was like Ziggler and Cena, and there was like some stipulate, like it was something. Whereas, like it, you yeah. know, if they lost, there was like a consequence to them losing, and yeah. so the match actually mattered. And then Sting came out and like punked uh, yeah. Triple H, and then put I think Ziggler on top of him. Like it yeah. actually, like, but that's how you do it. It's like. You right. cannot you cannot have a compelling storyline having two brands fight that then go about their business the next week. There's right. nothing sure. else. Yeah. So it's yeah. No no belts up for nothing. Thing. Nothing really matters. <laughs> Charlie, let's hear your honest honest thoughts on this pay per view, please. Like just just fucking go. The parts I watched when I wasn't switching back and forth, it's it's trash. The women's match was good um, with Asuka and um, Banks. Banks, that was pretty good. I was like, oh, it's a pretty good match. They're you know? pushing so was, Sasha. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was a good match, but the rest of it was throwaway, garbage, regular WWE TV, predictable. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter who, you didn't have to predict who was going to win or lose because it didn't matter. Because, like you said, it's, you're winning nothing. You know, it, no belts are changing. What are you fighting for? At least there's mm-hmm. no, there's nothing fake to even be fighting for. It's just, if you just right. like to watch, if you like to watch WWE type style wrestling, then that was a show for you. If you're, right. 
a grown ass man <laughs> over twenty <laughs> that you can't watch that all the, you can't watch that through. You know, I sweat flap back and forth between the football game because even though I had nothing of interest in that football game, betting wise or fantasy wise, it was more entertaining than that than what they were doing there. It was just a lot of nothing. It was mm-hmm. was there. And it wasn't even quality rest. Like I said, the main event was good too. It was pretty good, but we knew Reigns was going to win. Just like you said, every ever WWE match, if a guy's getting all his shit in and he's looking good, he's looking strong. Mm-hmm. He'll be looking at the. He'll be looking up at the lights when mm-hmm. it's all over at the end. You know, because exactly, it's how it's going to go. Well, and and when you put that kind of product on TV, it gives no. Um, there's no relationship between the match and the announcers and their flow yep. too. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. the, and, and the announcers that they have right now, we, we both, I mean, we did our announcer uh, greatest announcers episode um, and none of the current ones are on our list. <laughs> right. yeah, Go back right. and listen no. to that. I yeah. would say, so, I would say one thing is uh, I thought Samoa Joe was, was, was solid all around. Yeah. He's and, pretty good. And then oh, yeah. I also was reminded at how much. I Cause he cares. Care. Yeah. <laughs> like I think he'd be great in NXT or something, you know. Yeah, but yeah. then I just yeah. was reminded how much I did not miss uh, Corey Graves. Yeah, of course, dude. Yep. Corey Graves and um, Cole Saxton—they're Saxton, so just, <laughs> just checked out, checked out. And the, I think they get like, oh, this wardrobe that we get for this uh, pay-per-view. I think I might just walk out to the car with it. I think they literally just collect a free suit. Nice. Well, and just, um, and the, they, they just told lousy stories. It's like the story. Okay, the the Reigns the Reigns McIntyre match was really good. We all knew that, but the mm-hmm. announcers just went all milk toast and just talked at the end about how great and it exceeded expectations, not going into any commentary whatsoever that like Reigns had to cheat to win. You know that would have been, you know <laughs> yeah, that, was, exactly. that was you know like like Michael Cole normally should be like you know well he you know he had to hit him in the groin and get his you know relative to help but no they just whitewashed everything and just talked about it being a good match and like again they're the story within the story nah not worth mentioning no not at all so let me let me throw a question out there for you guys so we've talked a lot about inconsistency and just in how nothing on this pay-per-view mattered so let's set that aside for a second so of all these matches that we've agreed there's some good ones there's some meh okay ones and there's some hot garbage how do you think the order of the matches and the card overall affected the pay-per-view and how you felt throughout it? Well, I, I like that they started with the men's, the combination of that team was weird. I thought it was interesting that they got Keith Lee to use his finisher on um, like to win the match like they use his finisher to win, which tells me that they want to, you know, highlight him and push him. Push he him could where? be coming up push, as a push him where? Where is he going? Is he is ex- he beating? Is he beating Drew? Is he? He's, he I, I don't he's know. Going, is he gonna going to be Sami Zayn? I think he's going to be Sami Zayn. Like Sammy, he probably could be. Isn't Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn's on SmackDown. Yeah, Sami Zayn's on SmackDown. So they have. They're not going to be fighting. WrestleMania, WrestleMania. <laughs> you guys actually the next draft. There, there is another draft. Maybe he'll be a free agent. <laughs> Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn versus Keith Lee at WrestleMania sounds like perfect WWE booking. Yeah, I'm shocked yeah. you guys actually know who's on which show. I mean, I don't know. I only, I only I know that, that because one. Lashley and the Hurt Business I knew were on Raw. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what was I saying? Uh, okay, the men. They're Fine. pushing Keith Lee, but we don't know where we're pushing him to. But they're pushing okay. him. Who? By the way, when I say when I say when I, I guess maybe I have to define what you mean by push. When I say push, I mean a push is you're getting the title. You're getting the title, the title, not a secondary title. You're getting the heavyweight title. You're being okay. Pushed. Okay. Like well, I was listening to a show today. When you're pushed and they put the rocket strap on your back. That means mm-hmm. you're the guy that can draw money and draw ratings. Keith Lee can't do either. I don't even think Drew can do either, to be honest. But well, intercontinental the old champion. Booking, that's how they did it. 
intercontinental belt was like the initiation, like you're relevant. Stone. They don't do and that I think anymore. That's where it used to be. Yeah, it used to like, be. I love that. They're going to go title. back to that. I love that though. I love that because you knew if a guy got if a guy got the intercontinental at some point down the line, he was going to get the wrestle for the yeah. title, and they were going to go saw- there. They they don't do that anymore. I'm hoping they start it again with Key. They're not starting starting again with TV writers, dude. Come on. What's old is new. What's old is new. The last time. The last time. I love it. I love it. I'm serious. The the last time either of those secondary belts meant anything was when uh, Cena had his, like, U.S. title, like, um, where he defended it every week. I just yeah. think they're just props now. A per- Charlie. Another, perfect, another perfect example is that it's shitty booking. <laughs> it's a shitty, boring show. It's always going to be shitty until Vince croaks. Okay. It's that Rey Mysterio's son, last night they had a chance to make a star. The guy mm-hmm. could have won the, won the match, the Battle Royal, whatever shitty match they had. They still had to come in and have Miz throw him out. Miz who already has the Money in the Bank championship, who doesn't need to get over. They can't make any new talent. Where they had this kid, they could maybe make something into, but they just can't do it. They have to go with Miz, who is a B, B, B-minus player at best. And is so played out now. It's like, yeah, it's like, exactly. I actually thought there was something charming about having freaking Otis have the uh, Money in the Bank. but nope. Exactly, yeah. Nope, they yeah. lost faith. Yeah, it's like those writers oh, go actually got yeah. fired. Uh, like when, like, hey, Otis uh, has the money in the bank, and like they just got a new team of writers. Like, well, uh, yeah, that's, we got to get rid of that. We got to erase that somehow. And they they're, they're, literally they're, did. Their team of writers is like me going to write for like a, a soap opera or a, for the or Walking, you know, or a good long theme show like The Walking Dead. As, mm. as I'm a wrestling fan for thirty some years more than that and i know wrestling not that i can book it but i would be better at booking wrestling than being than being a writer of a show where they're taking a writer of a show and making him a wrestling booker which makes no sense it's like me trying to sell candles <laughs> i don't know how to make candles Dude, you would be amazing to sell candles i like this i like the analogy hey hey charlie serious question though who do you think's gonna uh achieve greatness first the bears winning the nfc north or keith lee getting the intercontinental title (laughs) i think the bears are gonna win the north again before before he gets it (laughs) but one positive thing i want to throw out there about keith lee though is he's got new new music yeah i know i heard it too yeah he's got a new music again again. that's three in like six months yeah Um, you know what back to his original music is gonna get him over it yeah, I, you heard it here. You know what Keith Lee's first title is going to be? It's going to be him and like McIntyre as the tag team or something like that. He'll get they'll pair him with a single star to get the tag tag titles. That's what they'll do. Totally. He, he, he ain't, no, he ain't getting no title. Or something. He ain't yeah. getting no title anytime soon. If he gets a title, it'll be the twenty four seven when he's okay. <laughs> Charlie. Not Charlie. The Gooker won it. Look how long Charlie. it took Lashley to get a title. Charlie. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. What? Fifty bucks that Keith Lee gets a belt. I'm going to say universal title. before before the Bears win the NFC North. That's a compelling bet. That's a long bet. That's a long. That's yeah. It's better than a Ronda Rousey T-shirt, my friend. I'll take it. It's a long. It's a long-term booking, but I. Okay. But I. But I have faith in Vince's history of not making black men champion. That I will take that belt. <laughs> I will take. You're that taking belt. that bet. I'll take that take, bet. Okay, we're, we're taking the yep. bet. I have yep. faith that Vince. Uh, we'll get to his plastic surgery in a second. <laughs> or his. Uh, or his. going to be changing. Or his. Or he'll die no, and the successors bet. give the title yeah. to yeah. people. No. Well, I think Vince will die before the end. That's another bet. How about yeah, 100 bucks? Yeah, long as Vince is, <laughs> long as Vince Vince. is there, I should say. long as Vince is running the show, he ain't getting no title. Okay, how about That's this? That's the bet ends. The bet how ends about, when Vince gives up control. Or if the Vince Bears McMahon 
Vince McMahon passes away before the Bears win the NFC North. <laughs> Where is this coming? It's going to be a good chance. This is like a conditional <laughs> bet here. Let me grab my notepad. I'll write these yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. you got to yeah. write down all the hey, possibilities. This is going to be posted. It's going to be posted on our Spotify. And please follow so you can uh, keep up with future prop bets between me and Charlie on uh, the Bears losing history. And... Yep. The Bears, Vince McMahon, and Keith Lee. Yep. Yes. Oh, that's happening. Ongoing. I know Keith Lee ain't getting that title. No time soon. All right. Bobby well, Lashley hasn't it. got it. Shelton hey. Benjamin hasn't got it. All we got it. Hey, you know how Kofi, Kofi didn't get it. He got the he got the secondary SmackDown title. He ain't getting you know, that belt, dude. You know how we get Keith Lee the title, <laughs> they were, they Charlie? Were who had that belt last? Keith. <laughs> we, Charlie, we put Keith Lee t-shirts in our shopping cart on WWE.com.shop or whatever. 300,000. You better buy a lot of them. T-shirts. We don't, but we don't just, just like just they hold, did with the campaign. The yep, just hold them in put the cart. Put it cart. in the cart. Yep. <laughs> That's how we push them. <laughs> yep, wow. I did that. We're going to get I our did. boy there. I did that, wow. yep. Oh, you did? Yeah, but with the uh, Trump <laughs> campaign? Oh, yeah, I did like hundreds of thousands of shit dude on multiple accounts i i, I did the uh what was the last one they had you doing it was um oh complaining about voter fraud i my name was like john cocktoasting i saw black i was like i saw black people vote. i was just saying all kinds of stuff black people were voting i saw them voting they weren't they just looked they looked strange i just kept entering over and over and over and over and over and over Dude, Again. Charlie, wow. Charlie Michael yeah. is one of the best follows on uh, on uh, Facebook, in my opinion. Sometimes <laughs> Kristen and I will be like in bed and uh, start laughing. <laughs> well, your comments will show up on said. like W W I S N news, and you just troll somebody <laughs> so perfectly, and we just <laughs> die <laughs> laughing yep. right before bed. It's so funny. We I just haven't been it. on Facebook in months, and I've recently contemplated getting back on facebook just to follow charlie and check out charlie's comments it's a must follow you might have to (laughs) speaking of uh you might have to you might have to give a retirement celebration to mark calloway because there hasn't been one yet like an official one like we finally gotta do it i mean the dude after he lost to roman reigns at WrestleMania left his uh, his coat and his hat and his boots in the ring. Not his boots, maybe just his coat. But um, yep, also the Brothers of Destruction last like Survivor Series five years ago. I mean, it's just been an ongoing retirement with um, the Undertaker. He's kind of lost his mystique by. I mean, the WWE. Uh, network has kind of broken kayfabe and revealing all of i mean they've really opened up with the undertaker we know we know he's in pain we know he's broken down we know how hard he works we know how much he cares about the business i mean if you love something you gotta let it go and i think this is vince finally letting go we saw his plastic face get in the ring and give him <laughs> like one last send off. Looks like a cat. Looks like one of your candles, Mike. His, after his eyebrows were a while. Yeah. weird. And... Yeah, yeah, speaking weird. of candles, the holiday season is coming. LitMKEcandles.com for all your uh, gift needs. Can't beat them. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, that was brought to you by LitMKEcandles.com. But back to wrestling. Um, yeah. I thought this send off. Okay, I'll give you my honest opinion. Please do. Well, first, I'll I'll, I'll share with everybody the like. Who, I think most of our listeners are from Wisconsin and Milwaukee and are familiar with David Gruber. Vince McMahon is kind of resembling David Gruber, and then the Mexican uh, astrologist walter mercedes or whatever it's like the perfect blend of the two vince has gotten some work done but he's still looking pretty good he's paid for yeah. a lot oh yeah um, he's got a great body for an old i mean bods in shape bods yeah, in shape always good, been in takes shape. care of himself yeah but uh yeah the face is yeah looking like a candle like y'all said okay so <laughs> undertaker procession when they first brought out all the wrestlers uh well they how many wrestlers got in there? Like 25 people? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe like a dozen. I think it was yeah, they, it was like at least ten. They began with like some people that I was like, okay, who wants to get on TV one last time and say who you know, like who's tight with Mark? Like who wants to be here? Oh, I know. Savio Vega, baby. Dude, that <laughs> was awesome. Godwins. I was yeah, the Godwins, I was like, okay, this is just a reach to like see who can get one more. I think you know, I, I think flash all those guys. I think all those most of those guys that were in there, except for like mm -hmm. they couldn't figure out why Hardy were, they were all friends, dude. They were like yeah. tight. I with believe that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was th I was thinking. I was like, who who did they like kick out? Who was like not tight with them? Who tried yeah. to get in? Was it Greg the Hammer Valentine? Sorry, Hammer, you didn't make it. Most or, uh, well, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Him. If you put Greg Valentine in there, that's going to show up the Undertaker in his final moment. It'd be, yeah. well, it'd be trending worldwide on Twitter instantly. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I should have went on Vegas and thought, how long is this entrance going to take? Am I going to take the over on uh, eight minutes till he gets down to the ring? I actually think it's or the still under. going on. I would, yeah, I would have, I would have put a hundred bucks on the over of eight minutes by how long it got to the ring. I don't know. I'm just so torn. I got all. I mean, I. It might not sound like it, but I do have all the respect in the world for the Undertaker and all he's done for the business. And the dude cares for the business more than anybody I think on the planet, and that's the consensus. But so much of it has been lost. It's been so drawn out a little bit. I, I don't know. Yeah. I need to stop. What do you, what are you guys thoughts? I'm no, I, I, I completely get what you're saying. And you know, we were, we were on a group text earlier today talking about this a little bit and Steve worded it better than I think I probably could have. And Steve, I correct me if I'm wrong, but you said something along the lines of like, I feel like I was supposed to care about that farewell <laughs> to her. Um, and that's, yeah, that's said, a yeah. really good way to put it. Um, so, you know, kind of like Mike was saying, we see all these former legends come out, um, all real life friends of the undertaker. And it was pretty cool. You know, you see all these guys in the ring. I didn't really know what was going to happen. Then we get a video package showing some of the highlights from the undertaker's career. It was cool. Um, definitely felt kind of like not anything special though. It was just kind of strange, like random clips with like a Metallica song thrown over the top. Like, ah, okay, good enough. Then we go back to the ring and all the legends have disappeared and it's just Vince. So mm -hmm. I don't know really if they thought, Oh, we'll have all these guys talk or support Vince. And then they realized, Oh wait, we can't have more than 10 people near Vince. Otherwise he might catch COVID and something bad might happen. <laughs> broke the COVID um, protocol when they called all those guys up in the ring. So that was, they already broke that. They already broke that right then and there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but we get Vince. He says a few words, gets a little choked up, calls out the Undertaker. Undertaker gives a somewhat generic promo. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I feel like I should have liked this and really cared about it. At the same time, I, I don't know. I just I didn't get the feels from it, as the kids mm. say nowadays. So I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Undertaker had an amazing run, legendary. Like, if he were to stop now... I'd be totally cool with it. In fact, I'd prefer it because we've, we've heard all his interviews. We've heard how much you know pain he's in, how much work he has to go through to get in shape for a match. So yeah, I get it. Um, I don't know though. Like this whole segment, I feel like it just, something really fell flat with it and I can't really put my finger on it. It just felt very WWE produced. Like mm -hmm. there wasn't any em real emotion to it, I guess. Super produced. Yeah. Super like hard in the right place, but ingenuous. Yes. But without exactly. a crowd, like yeah. they can always be like, you know, Mark, it we had our heart was in the right place and we did all we could with what we had to work with. Right. Well yeah. fuck. What makes you think that he won't come out and retire again once the crowd is back five years later? In which case, why didn't you just wait? Exactly. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you guys said a lot of things that echo how I feel. Um, and I, I mean, let me preface by saying, let's put aside any snark that I've developed over the years for the WWE. I am a sucker for nostalgic moments in wrestling. Like, 
Oh, yeah. The Ric Flair retirement. That's why I, we watch. That's the Ric Flair watch. retirement, I'm not ashamed to say I was, you know, I had tears in oh, my yeah. eyes, too. Oh, yeah. Stuff like Edge. Edge wasn't even my favorite wrestler, and I got emotional watching his farewell. I think, you know, any moment that like, they bring legends out or whatever, I'm totally a mark for. So oh, when yeah. they brought out those guys, I was a little underwhelmed by who they brought out, but I thought, oh, right. maybe they're going to kind of do a, do a uh, Flair-esque kind of send-off. And then, you know, Undertaker comes out, and 75 minutes later, he makes it to the ring. And he cuts a pro, a short promo in character, which, you know what? Okay, anybody, you know, the people that defend it are going to be like, you know, he went out the way he's always been in character. But yet he's been out of character so much lately with those interviews and WWE in the specials. The on documentaries. The you could have shown a little emotion here with some of the people that like were there or yeah, whatever. Just be real. And then the other thing, like you guys touched on it, I just could not shake out of my head was, you know, he was sitting there, the crowd was chanting, the crowd was chanting, and he was kind of <laughs> yeah. pausing as if kind of acknowledging it. And I just kept thinking, there's no crowd there. There's no it, crowd there. Like, right. like how rehearsed. This moment was, is so fucking weird. Like They probably rehearsed it five times. Yeah. So, Be like, okay, we can do that a little better. Who knows if it was even pre-taped? So I know I, I wanted, said that I couldn't really put my finger on it, but Steve, that was it. it. It was knowing that there wasn't really a crowd and that this was clearly laid out. And that's when you realize the emotion that he was trying to convey in the ring wasn't all there. Wasn't there. Like, sure, I'm sure there was some of it. But I'm sure, yeah. And it's just... I feel like, yeah, I think we just said this, either you or I said it, Mike, a minute ago. If it was so important to give him a send-off, okay, we don't know when the COVID crisis is going to end. It might, you know, it's going to go into next year. But what was the urgency? Look, he doesn't have to wrestle again. Why not wait until there's crowds to do that? Because then there would have been an organic, like the crowd, and he would have pulled from it. I don't know. It's just. I, I, I wanted to be emotional and kind of really into this. And I then think, I was just like, okay, that's I, over. It's so weird because, you know, I've been saying, there has been more Undertaker content on the WWE Network. I know you guys don't subscribe to it, but I mean, I still do just for the I WCW. Ne- I, I never will. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I I don't subscribe. I hey, use my dad's hey, account. <laughs> some mark, some marks got to go to it. Some marks got to make those guys rich. So why yeah. not you? Some marks, I, there's enough marks I, to make them rich. <laughs> listen, I don't have to defend myself to you, Charlie. <laughs> no boy. Hey, hey, the, 11, just, the eleven-year-old you would be in heaven if you could buy a, a WWE membership. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gi- I'm giving you inside tips as a ten-dollar a month subscriber. There you go. Okay? Tell me about I spend more money on a fucking lunch. Yep, <laughs> but I'm years. saying there's been yeah one year. There's, there's more. There's more Undertaker content. I I literally think like oh Vince is like oh we're in trouble. We gotta open Close up the down. doors to the Undertaker and make yep. it feel like the Last Dance, just like Michael Jordan, because the Last Dance was a ten episode thing. We're gonna do a whole ten month thing, and you know what month ten is November. And that's when the Undertaker's going to retire because no, I, I really think Vince probably Tennis, put. Tennis October. Excuse me. Damn it! <laughs> You're You're been fired. Under... You're, yeah. Bad idea. Bad idea, Vince. Bad idea, Vince. I've been. I've What's been that? under. I've been under. Um... Counting this. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've been I want to recount. Um, anesthesia with my plastic <laughs> surgery. <laughs> I don't face. even know what month I it is. I lost that month because of my face. We were I... supposed to retire him in. October. That's not good shit. <laughs> wow. Anyway, anyway, yeah, they've been billing it for his retirement this year just by the amount of content that they've been throwing up on years. WCW. I think, it's a 30 year thing. I think that's what they were doing. Yeah, yeah this is the even years. number. He came in in 1990. It's all timing. They finally got the old dog off the porch, the loyalist dog in, in the game. I mean, didn't even... Vince called. He'll always I, come running. I didn't do this. I didn't do the requisite around the social media or listen to busted open or any of those things. I'm just, it just seems predictable that probably there's like a fair amount of the fans and former wrestlers that are gushing over how great it was. I'm guessing. Yeah. Typically right. I'll listen to the what culture podcast before we record these podcasts. But this time around, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to give my like totally unbiased, unpersuaded thoughts on this. And yeah, I, Hell yeah, Matt. What's that? 
Hell, Hell yeah. 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 Well, right. Exactly. Because I've been waiting for that shit. I, well, and I feel like of all the things, this is the, because I'll always hear something that kind of puts this bug in the back of my mind. And Steve, you're totally right. I think a lot of people out there are going to talk about how great this is. And a lot of people already are. But honestly, you know, if you, if you didn't know anything about The Undertaker and you just looked at it, you'd probably think that. But if you've actually watched wrestling for any period of time and seen any of his stuff before this farewell event, yeah, like it's just, I don't know. We, we keep, we're kind of beating a dead horse at this point, but yeah, overproduced, not authentic, contrived emotion. Like, like mm-hmm. Steve said, if you go back and watch the Ric Flair one, Oh, I can watch it. it. I can watch can't it tomorrow. Help it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's so much better. Yeah. They're if basically watch, just showing that it. they, they packed backstage with old guys that are geriatrics that are COVID susceptible. We like, we got all these guys backstage. We're showing them an honor, but we're doing something we probably really irresponsible. Yeah, we flew them all in here when the when the CDC says don't travel over Thanksgiving. But damn it, but you know what? We got a we got a show. We got a show. God damn it! Get get the Godwins here right now! God damn it! What are the odds that God the Godwins? Damn it! Get the Godfather out here from Vegas. I want him. What are the odds coast that the Godfather? the Godwins go into the hall of fame this next time. Like that's the, that was the ulterior motive to refresh the people's memories. Oh, guaranteed. hundred percent. That's yeah. Exactly yes. Oh yeah. Good call, Steve. They were a plant. And probably Jeff Hardy. If he retires, he won't. Oh, geez, first He's gonna... AEW had an amazing uh, dynamite this last week uh, with a lot of uh, new developments. How about the great match that uh, between the um, the champions, the Young Bucks, and the uh, those young gentlemen that just debuted? Yeah, yeah. Flight? yeah they were good. Top flight. The, the ladies' match was good too. Thunder yeah. Rosa. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was it, great. She cannot have a bad match. I think I'm two weeks behind. That was great, dude. I was like, wow. Dude, Thunder Rosa WWF cannot have a bad match. Stop making her. Man, they should have had her on TV making her. I mean, I think she was a coach, but that she was good. She's good, dude. Yeah. Man, Thunder I, Rosa? I, yeah, no, that the matches. Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, mm. yeah. Serena Deeb has not had really a bad match good. either. Yeah. Dude, she's really good. I, I was really impressed with how good she was. They were they they put on a hell of a match to me. I mean, that um, top flight but Young Bucks was great, but that match, the women's match was real close. It, Real, real, that's in, well, they're NWA uh, talents, though, but they, they need to find out how to get no, Deeb's, Deeb signed. Deeb's, she's signed with AEW, and I just okay, keep counting good, on then. the days until Thunderosa is. Yep. Nice. Yeah, they both, they both are yeah, really, they were really good, in my opinion. I actually think Thunder Gold, Billy Baker, Corgan. I think Britt Baker, uh, Thunderosa will be a nice feud, too. That'll bring out, that'll like be really good for Britt Baker. Oh, yeah, my God. That's next to the green off of her. That, that moment on Dynamite was seriously my favorite moment of the show. Like, you see the match end between Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. Thunder Rosa's outside the ring, kind of looks a little pissed off, and then all of a sudden you just see her attack Britt Baker at ringside, yeah. and then you have this pull-apart scrap between the two of them. It's like the match that I feel like everyone's been waiting for in the women's division. Just because, like, Britt Baker's always been there. She's that one person that I feel like has never really gotten the big push from AEW. Like, like they've kind of kept her simmering just waiting for the right moment and now it's that moment that feud's gonna she's if she loses that feud she's gonna come out on head ahead if she wins that feud she's gonna come out ahead exactly i feel like thunder rosa like i think i group texted you guys like i think they can do more with thunder rosa than they can with kenny omega like if they put the championship on kenny omega and they put the championship at thunder rosa at some point i feel like thunder rosa can have more growth for aew's viewership in my opinion, like what I want to see with Thunder Rosa, like at a major pay-per-view is like have the mariachi band come out, have uh, rose petals coming down and just, you know, make it glorious. Like that woman, that woman can work harder than anybody that I've ever seen. Like, you know, as a women wrestler, mm-hmm. she is, she has no, like, she doesn't get tired. She's like a machine. Like yeah. she doesn't, show any kind of fatigue and there really isn't anybody in there that can really wrestle her to her fullest potential yet she's the fucking shit it's great yeah 
She's the best, man. Like, and if they have any qualms about, well, how should we go about booking Thunder Rosa? I mean, so far, I think they've done a pretty good job. And if she's behind mm-hmm. any of it, you know, hats off to her. I think, to your point, Mike, I, I love the idea of the mariachi band, like some big production at the next pay-per-view. If you guys, uh, to our v- listeners out there, if you guys watch uh, Lucha Underground at all, there's a match between Mil Muertes and I believe it was Ray Phoenix, actually, uh, yeah. where they did something similar. They had like a Dia de los Muertos where everybody walks out in essentially yeah. Thunder Rosa's face pain with roses. And exactly. Like it's, Make it's, it a, right it's there. wrestling. I'm not trying to be stereotypical at all. When I say that, I just want to like, like you can make it grandiose, kind of like the old NXT entrances with Bobby Roode and Shinsuke like they were just great. That's kind of like what AEW kind of needs to do with their awesome talent. Their most awesome talent that they claim to have is Kenny Omega. And they have some two like Instagram D models come out with brooms and they came and dance in synchronization. Fuck. Hit your wagon to Thunder Rosa, not Kenny Omega. Every fucking person knows who watches AEW knows who Kenny Omega is. If you want to like get a wider viewership and get people involved and like really make a statement in 2020, do something bold. Hit your wake in the Thunder Rosa. Steve's been calling all along. Thunder Rosa was like Steve's Wardlow for me. Yeah, I called that back when she was starting off oh, yeah. in, uh, in a, yep. NWA. Yep, mm-hmm. said it. Yeah, I'm 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 a thousand, I'm a believer, baby. Let's talk about a little top flight. Yeah, that was an outstanding match. That was a lot of fun. I mean, yep. that's pure heat right out of the get go for that for that episode. And um, yeah, it was good. I mean, they they you know obviously they look great even in losing. And the young bucks didn't act terribly heelish, which kind of was you know against type for them lately. But kind of talk about pressure though coming out of mystery. the gates. Yeah. Co- yeah, coming out of the gates there. as the lead match of They're the like night early and... 20s, both of them. Oh, yeah, but if you go back God. and look at like Heavy shit and bricks. their stuff, man, they're they're pretty good. I, I'm, they were trained, they said they were trained by Ken Anderson. And oh, yeah, that's a right. Really good job. He did a really good job with them. I, like I said, I've seen them, we've seen them before mm-hmm. at some of the local shows here in Milwaukee. Um, I, I, and I saw Airwolf, he was at, um, when I went to MLW too, and I, just, I thought he was Hispanic, you know, because he always had the math. I just thought he, he had a good gimmick, good look. I just thought the name was goofy, but you know, but the guy can wrestle. And now with his younger brother, man, they're, they're they got a they got a really bright future. It's like the, seeing them is like what I makes me remember when I saw the Young Bucks live the first time. I was like, holy crap, these guys are That's really a great sign. good. Yeah, That's but, a great and sign. And they're a bigger to me. They're a bigger more athletic version of those guys so they got very nice and they could they could have a really bright future in my opinion i was really impressed with them kind of like the kid that um that that um wwe said i can't remember his name now from england who oh had yeah great, for, carter gallagher yeah 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 like who, like he had that match with um ben carter. Sky. oh yeah, 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 yeah ben carter yeah. like that's how impressed i was i was like when I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, that guy's going to be a star. I feel the These same. These are blue chippers. Play. Yep. These yeah. guys gotta are really can, good. We, we got to get our up. intern on uh, Charlie's blue chippers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, now that Ben yeah, Carter. I'm like, I'm like, Mel, what's his name? Mel Kaper. I got my, I got my draft board, board of all the big guys coming up. You know? Oh, yeah. Dude, well, I, got know. I got my draft board right over here. You know that now that Ben Carter's in WWE, we can count on excellent week after week matches where he'll be wrestling like Drew Gulak on five uh, two hundred five live and yep. uh, hey, you know yeah okay. you know what um, Give him some credit Steve he'll be on main event at least yeah okay oh, you know <laughs> or who's buddy. not bad I, well, I I missed the week before when uh, that um this is off topic but um the guy that beat Gargano. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, Damien Priest. No, 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 the guy who's oh. the champ now. Yeah, oh, yeah, the skinny Ruff. guy, dude. He's Ruff. pretty goddamn good. Did you, yeah. did, you, did you watch him wrestle last week? 
He's pretty goddamn good. He's not a jobber, dude. That kid's pretty. He's pretty good, dude. I was like, holy crap! This. I thought it was just a comedy act. He could. He knows what he's doing, dude. You can tell. He's yeah, he's around. got moves. Yeah. And he's, st- he's got great style too. Yeah, yeah. He's got his I mean, own style. Yeah, he's not just a job guy. He's pretty good, but yeah. We'll go, so, yeah. I mean, comparably, like his body he's is even skinnier too. than he, Darby Allen. Yeah, he made my list. He made my list. Oh, yeah. blue chipper. <laughs> Another blue chipper list. <laughs> no, we're getting, Charlie we're getting Charlie's. Our, our intern is going to do a Charlie's blue chipper. Dude, our intern is so overloaded that she doesn't post anything. Yeah. Like Dick Fatale. My dandy doesn't. Dandy my doesn't. dandy doesn't. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. We'll do a 2020 I, I best all of the review. Yeah. We'll do a 2020 best of review for sure. Yep. <laughs> we'll get it posted. That's great. Well, uh, speaking Chippers. of posted though, uh, Will Hobbs had oh. an amazing heel turn. Uh, a team that I've been really feeling lately, uh, Team Taz, uh, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage, continually, week after week, super consistent. I mean, they're not, like, stealing the show, but they are, like, solid contributors. Solid. They're yeah. freaking awesome. I, I, yeah. I wasn't a big Taz fan. I never loved him when he oh, was um, an announcer. I loved him when he was in ECW and probably oh, where yeah. you loved him, right, Charlie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and he actually said the reason he left ECW is, like, it became too easy for me. Like he would go there night after night, and it wasn't a challenge for that's, him. That's a, that's a lie. He, that's a okay. lie. He, he left ECW because it, it went broke, belly up, takes the ball. True that. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 didn't like, he, didn't like, <laughs> he didn't like not getting paid. Yeah, exactly. He didn't like having having to track down Heyman for a paycheck and then paycheck bouncing. <laughs> oh, next week, I promise. Yeah, that's exactly. Hey, I'm, that's admirable I'm, of him. It's like it was too easy for me. He didn't throw anybody under the bus. That was very nice of him. Yeah. True. But Taz as an announcer in WWE, great. Thought he did a good job. But him yeah, on oh, AEW, yeah. oh yeah, he's runs, got a mouth. Grand slams. When he, he Ricky, talk in the, yeah. Ricky Starks in the background with the facial expressions. Oh, he's, like, he's, oh, he's I love good. that guy. Yeah, he's I just watch that guy. Like you can what? Like some guys are in the ring and they're just kind of standing there and you know, just like yeah, I'm Team Taz. Ricky Starks is working it the whole goddamn time. Then Brian Cage is just standing there, you know, with the belt, the FTW belt. It's a great combination. It's great chemistry. It really is. Yeah, that's a great faction. I I really hope they do something soon with that FTW belt. Because, yeah, it's just seeing Brian Cage hold it. I think if you're a new viewer, you think, oh, this guy's somebody. But I think you watch it for a few weeks and you start to realize, oh, don't get me wrong. Brian Cage is amazing. And especially if you watch any of his indie matches from before Mm -hmm. AEW, freakish athleticism. I just think they need to find the right booking for him on AEW. Well, I think they did because – uh will ice train jones hobbs turned heel at the end of the show which he's like they needed to do something with will hobbs yes because he was kind of like team moxley like like AEW. the whole thing is like i i group texted to you boys it's kind of like game of thrones there's like a lot of groups and they're all kind of fighting each other but it's not like for a certain reason yet. Like they're still kind of figuring out. It's all just kind of factions and each faction gets a little stronger and stronger or weaker and weaker. Uh, Team Taz just got a little stronger by adding Will Hobbs, I think, because he can either do some damage with the team or it, it sets up a booking where he can turn heel or turn baby face on Brian Cage, Will Hobbs, or Ricky Starks at some point down the line after they run a little rough shot. What do you think, Charlie? What do you think? Uh, it's a good heel turn. I mean, it was. I mean, it's good for his character that he went heel, but I thought the turn, the mo- the time he did it was stupid. Yeah, the guys, the guys were. It was kind of like, oh, all of a sudden he's going to hit a guy with the chair. It's a cool heel mm-hmm. turn, but it was like, to me, it wasn't anticlimactic or shocking. Maybe because I knew about it. I heard about what do you mean you knew about it? I heard maybe I, heard, you know, I didn't watch the show till 
like the next day, dude, or two. Mm. Oh, so yeah, because we texted you. Yeah. yeah. So we but I just it. thought, but I just thought the time. No, not really. I just thought the timing was weird. I, you know, I'd have to go back and it just didn't seem. It seemed like why hit him now? They already. It was. They were already. They were already beaten. He came out to make the save. He's out there with them. So then he jumps him. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird, a weird, hey. a weird time to do a turn. And usually they I do a turn it. like he's gonna hit, like he's gonna hit the bad guy, and he and he turns around and hits, he hits like, the good guy. But like the, Penta. Like, later those guys were already out of the ring. Yeah, they were, they, the heels had already left the ring, and you know he gets up next to him, and then he. You know, Cody gets up next to him and then he hits him or whatever. It just It's a huge nod to Will Hobbs, though, if he hits Cody, the freaking uh, president of AEW. Will Hobbs has got to, I mean, being a, heavy, being a heavy brother myself, but I'm not in my 20s like Will. If Will's going to make it, Will's got to lose some weight. He's got to bulk up a little. He's got a, he's got a lot of muscle, but he needs to shed some fat. I got to hey. hear, hear him on the mic, too. So we need... Ice well. Train Jones to be uh, <laughs> full Diesel Jones. Ice Train needs to drop about. Jones. Ice Train needs to drop diesel. about forty, dude. Yeah. Anyway, factions. Speaking of factions, Mike, p- you were talking about um, just the number of factions and teams that we're seeing pop up in AEW. I-, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's some rumors doing the rounds on Reddit right now, talking about how, uh, and I think this is coming from Kenny Omega that AEW is about to get. And this is a quote from him, very experimental in their booking and, nice. oh, and alluded a little bit to Game of Thrones. So Ooh. I don't know if that means. Yeah, dude. It seriously seems like winter. it. They already got the winter is coming thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I think that's going to be the, the starting point of when we start to see this new era of dynamite start to emerge. So I, really? so, yeah. I don't that's know cool. exactly what that means if they're going to like start talking in old English accents or if it means that they're just going to start booking factions. Oh. For me, it'd be like it'd be like uh, bring some New Japan guys in and oh yeah, Ring of hell Honor. yeah, hook up with Ring of Honor, bring some of the oh, NWA yeah. guys in. It could be Fuck real yeah, Charlie. good. I'm feeling it, dude. <laughs> now that's now that's my survive. That's how you do Survivor Series on my level. You start bringing the other feds in, dude. That's the oh how yeah. You do it. That's oh, how I'm you into do it. That'd be oh, yeah, just like that'd be all they, over if, it. Well, Matt, what you said with. Uh, the hint of Game of Thrones. I mean, at, early on in the show, I mean, it was all just in one place. But honestly, the story was going cross continentals or continents. That's a great call, Charlie. That is. That'd be cool. I mean, oh yeah, I'm not that's saying, what they need. I haven't seen or heard anything about it, but man, if they did that, that would be off Ooh. the chart. That oh, would be off, off the, the chart. chart. And honestly, the chart. they would, they would, they would honestly demolish the WWE. Oh, kill it kill it because new japan they had global presence like that yep because i i mean i think you guys know the whole story what why they're doing the december 2nd match here mm-hmm. i don't uh, no. i think moxley's got to go back over to japan oh. drop that belt so mm-hmm. he's got to go over there travel covid restrictions so it'll give him time to disappear so that's why oh, they're not dragging sense. this out so you yeah. heard it here on keep the kayfabe follow on spotify yeah, Charlie actually, Meltzer. I didn't. Charlie Meltzer. <laughs> Charlie Meltzer. I more accurate. Dude, yeah. I'm um, changing your name to Charlie Meltzer yeah. now. And Seriously. Let's hope you're, let's hope you're slightly I, more and accurate. My chip, and my blue chip reward. Yeah. Dude, we're going to make so you famous. Funny, That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you bring up a good point, Charlie. Like, I totally forgot until recently that John Moxley yep. Still the U.S. champ. Yeah, yeah, I forgot Japan. about that too. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah there's, I, there's I could definitely be wrong, something but coming there. That's what they're saying. That's the reason they're having the match. He's gonna go yeah. over there, drop the belt or whatever he's gonna do with it over there. But he's he's still got their belt in the Wrestle Kingdoms in January. So yeah, the timing. Time to, to timing. get over there. Two weeks and, and then get ready for Wrestle Kingdom. And yeah, I mean, when was the last time, if ever, we saw? different promotions come together on a big level like that. I mean, obviously ring of honor and new Japan have had a working relationship in the past, but, but we, since then we haven't really seen a lot in terms of interpromotional working together. I mean, yes, we have seen NWA with their women's division appearing a lot on AEW. 
but that could be expanded so much more. I mean, you yeah. have all these other indie promotions like PWG that oh, yeah, yeah. could just bust out and you know you start seeing appearances on AEW AEW appearing on those promotions there's just so much opportunity so hopefully that's what it means we'll see circle back it's a blank canvas of creativity something that the WWE is not doing with survivor series but in the grand scheme of things that is what wrestling needs to be full-fledged creativity right amen fuck and that's why we watch and that's why we talk Every Monday here on Keep the Kayfabe. So please soon subscribe. to be award winning. Mm-hmm. Soon. Please subscribe to our Instagram, Keep the Kayfabe on Instagram. Please hit that follow button on Spotify to keep up to date with every new episode. It's dropped every Tuesday. Uh, thank you, boys, for chatting tonight. It's been awesome. Love you, boys. And I hope everybody has a great week. I think it's time that this episode rests in peace. Oh, oh, we didn't talk about Percy coming into the ring. The creepy hologram. Oh, Percy. Fuck. Yeah. That's all right. Well, I did watch a documentary with uh, The Undertaker and part of, like, his thing that really made him upset that percy was just too fat like when he was alive he was just too fat and he couldn't waddle up the stairs into the ring for his retirement i'm doing air quotes right now for his first retirement and then they hologram percy into the ring and like oh fuck i can't believe we didn't bring that up earlier but that's all right all right we're still rolling we love paul bear after my great opening and i did give props to yeah i know Well, Percy is in our theme music. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Hats off to Percy, a.k.a. Paul Bear. Back from hats the grave. Hats off to you guys. It's been awesome. It's been real. Yeah. Peace. Been real, bitches. Peace.